Hi, babes. Today we are interviewing Tammy Wolf, RN Cans. Tammy is one of Houston's most respected and experienced nurse injectors with over 20 years of experience. She was voted top 100 injectors of America since 2018 and recently voted best in the South facial injectors. She is a trusted advisor in the aesthetic field, serving as a national trainer for Allergan INC and is also a trainer for Revance Aesthetics as a guru trainer for the RHA collection. Tammy is certified by the Plastic Surgery Certification Board and is currently pursuing a master's in nursing. She is also an allied health professional. The first certification program of its kind, ABA AHP, raises the standard of professional care in alternative healthcare. She has been a long-term member of the American Society of Plastic Nurses, ISPAN International Society of Plastic and Aesthetic Nurses, the American Nurse Association, and the Academy of Anti-Aging and Functional Medicine. Please welcome Tammy Wolf. Hi, welcome back to Beauty Babes Unfiltered podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Dusty, and I am so excited and honored to have Tammy with us today. Tammy, welcome. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. This is going to be like the best episode ever. I'm so excited for our brides and everyone that's listening. Um, Tammy, let's go ahead and get started. So our girls love, for example, Megan and I, we love all the things, Botox, all the things. So let's get started with who you are. And can you just give us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm a registered nurse and I have been doing aesthetic nursing for over 20 years. So I have uh, evolved over these years treating um, all kinds of patients with uh, Botox fillers, lasers, sclerotherapy, chemical peels, and um, I have a lot of experience. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so for our girls, because we get asked all the time, don't we, Megan, about Botox and things? Because Megan and I also get Botox Mm -hmm. and And filler. Yeah. And filler and all the Mm -hmm. things. So for our brides, let's just hop into it. So when our girls are considering Botox or any kind of like fillers or cosmetic work, what do they need to think about or take an account for um, before they go in and choosing what they should pick? That's a great question, Dusty. Um, I think for brides particularly, they should plan out about a year. So it's really important that they find the right provider, do a thorough consultation to see what they need or don't need. And to prepare for that, they may want to get a dose of Botox if they've never had it, maybe six months out to see if they like it, to see what areas work best for them before they actually get their second treatment before the wedding. And I think that's a a real... Uh, important point to bring up that this isn't something that you just walk into the office and I'm going to get married in two weeks and you do your Botox. Yeah. Kind of like how they do a spray tans. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. What are some like um, red flags that you should look for in your injector? You know, when they are doing the consultations. Yeah. I think that it's really important to, uh, uh, in, in some cases, have a reference, you know, somebody that's been to that injector, as well as looking up their credentials. Um, and also, when you go into the consultation, I think it's a feeling and intuitiveness to whether or not you feel comfortable with this person, and then also asking them what their credentials are, such as how long have you been injecting? Uh, what credentials do you have to do this? How often do you go to conferences or educational um 
anything to do educational that they are um, current with their knowledge? And do they work in a, a reputable practice? Um, it's, it's, I think all those things go into account to make a good choice or right selection for a good injector. Yeah. And as y'all heard in the beginning of this episode, when we were um, reading, you know, Tammy's bio, she has been voted one of the best injectors in the United States since 2018. So that's just incredible. So again, like you're saying, it's very important to do your research on not only what you want, but who's doing it. Mm -hmm. Because you can mess your face up really quick. It's like the one thing you should not cheap out on. Yes. I agree. Yes. I think it's really important that you feel uh, comfortable and confident and it's a it's done by somebody who's going to be very safe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So we were talking about age and you were giving us some like incredible um, advice earlier before we got on camera is you're saying that it, Botox isn't for everybody. And depending on their age and stuff, that is a huge key factor. So can you help us with our girls? Because we do. We have a lot of young brides that they're very blessed. They meet their hubbies like right away and they get married at 21, you know? Mm So um, you were telling us sometimes you don't need Botox starting at 21 years old. Exactly. Um, Between the ages of 18 and 25, um, it's not really... Botox is not necessary um, for for one particular reason is it actually can make you look older as you age because it can atrophy your muscle to the point when you do get older it can make you look older. So if a if a, a bride comes in and they have great skin they have very little movement I don't th- I don't encourage Botox because this is the time when you look the youngest, the best in your life. And just because everybody else is getting it doesn't necessarily mean you need it. Yeah. So I think that's uh, just to, I think they should focus more on their skin, texture, tone, glow, those sorts of things. Now, in some cases, they may want a little bit of filler, uh, like in their lips or jawline or chin. Those are okay. But um, I would wait a little bit on getting Botox because it's a it's also a slippery slope. Once you start, you don't want to stop. Right. Mm -hmm. You love it. No. And that's, I think, huge. And that's why I love you and how honest you are with your patients, because you will tell somebody, hey, you don't need that. And that's what you want is you want somebody to be honest with you and tell you what you actually need instead of just like for money, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I like that we were talking to how you brought up maybe like focusing on texture because that plays a big role in what we do makeup and hair, you know, they come in and they'll show us this picture off of Pinterest where the girl has either been edited 5,000 times or (laughs) perfect skin. It's like, your skin's not, you're, you're not going to look like that unless mm-hmm. your skin looks like that. So what are some things that you do um, to where you can improve texture or how we were talking about, you said there's something that they can inject to give off some kind of illuminating, make their skin glow. Yes, I think um, I've been doing chemical peels on patients for years. And I find just getting that dead uh, skin layer off, it, it, your skin will have radiate this beautiful glow because you're actually, you know, uh, smoothing out your canvas by taking away that dead epidural layer that builds up over time. Um, Allergan's come out with a new product called Skin Vive, and Skin Vive is injected into the skin. It's not a filler, but what it does is it hydrates your skin, and then you you get this illuminating glow. And so I think what makes us look young 
and beautiful is our skin. Mm -hmm. So I always talk to my patients first and foremost about how to youth, make your skin look more youthful, more radiant, more smooth. So when, for example, if an older client got a facelift and she had sun damaged skin, she would still look like an older lady that had a facelift. So I always preach, you know, taking care of your skin um, because our skin is very forgiving and it we have the ability to rejuvenate it by creating some sort of an injury, which is wonderful because, you know, we can, we have that ability. And I think that is what brides really focus on is their skin. So the skin V is right. That's what it's called. Is that better for like, I have like super oily skin. She's got very dry. So would it be better for dry skin girls? That's a great question. I've used it on both. Um, it, it allows for that height when you have more hydrated skin, not necessarily oily doesn't mean your skin is more hydrated. Mm -hmm. So having that added hydration plumps up the skin cells, um, and you do reflect light better. So I think a person with oily skin can have skin vive just as much as somebody with dry skin. That's good to yeah. know. I know because I think you're so right. And that's why girls will always ask me, like, what's your favorite part about doing makeup? And for me, it's the skin. And I think it's because of my background, like growing up with you and my mom. Um, it's all about the skin. The skin's the most important thing. So I think when, like you said, your skin is glowing mm -hmm. and it's healthy and it's hydrated, you're going to look the most beautiful. Well, yeah, you can do the best you know, smoked out eye shadow stuff, but if the skin's not good, the makeup's not good. That's right. So. That's, like, that's so true. What are some great, like, um, do you have any pre, what's the word? Like, you know how they say post-care? Do you have any pre-care that you recommend for your clients and patients to wear if they want to come in? Or let's say I'm a bride and I'm getting married and I know I want Botox. Are you, is there anything that you would tell me like a regimen that I should do or how to hold up my Botox even after I get it done? Sure. Yes. Typically, before someone gets Botox, you know, you go through a good consultation to see the areas that you would need to have treated. Um, I always tell my patients to avoid anything that's blood thinning because, like, for example, aspirin, Advil, uh, omega-3s, um, because it, it, you increase your risk of bruising. So, um, and also no exercise for 24 hours, just because you're, you vasodilate, you get that blood pumping, it could bring on a bruise. Um, post treatment wise, um, I think it's good to, everyone reacts differently to toxins. Some people, um, you, they'll see results quicker. Some it takes up to two weeks. So I always tell my patient, wait two weeks to see what result you do get because you want to avoid touching up patients, um, right after you want to wait till it totally kicks in. And also I, I see a lot of patients that they don't want to move at all. So they they come in at two months, let's say, and they go, I see, I, I'm moving, I'm moving it their 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 botox is still working. So you can actually build up immunity and you don't want that to happen because you want to wait till your botox completely wears off, then your receptors will grab it and you'll have a long-lasting beautiful result. So what do you think um let's say I just get it done by you. So how long should I wait? You know, how what do you tell your girls? Uh by research standards, Botox typically lasts three months. In some rare cases, I've seen it last a little bit longer, maybe four to five months, but on average, it's three months. 
Okay. So I was also, um, looking at your Instagram and you do the most beautiful lips. So let's talk about it. I bet you have a lot of girls. I mean, Megan, she gets Mm -hmm. her lips done. Do you see a lot of brides that come in and they either want Botox or their lips done? Or what do you see is like trending for brides? I find that yes, both, uh, for sure, lips are probably the one, number one requested area to have injected with filler mm-hmm. for brides. Um, the reason I find is that they just want that little bit more of a plump look in their lips, or maybe they have thinner lips and they just want that little extra for pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically don't over-treat lips. It's it's something that I feel sh- the, the lips should look very plump and hydrated, but not overdone right. because it can actually look, take away from someone looking at your face. Mm-hmm. And it's all about balance. So I really uh, have a good consultation with my patients to discuss the symmetry of their face and what would look appropriate and beautiful and natural. Mm-hmm. No, um, I actually did a makeup class with Kylie Jenner's makeup artist in Chicago. And they said that's what beauty is, is symmetrical, like your face being symmetrical. So I love that you say that because it is, it's so important. Girls, I think, especially with lips and being on TikTok and social media, they want big mm-hmm. and it might not look like, you know, a whole syringe. It might not look good on you, you yeah. know, or you might not have the face for a whole syringe as my my face is bigger. I might be able to fill it out, you know, so that's huge. And again, going back to being honest and having somebody that you trust that's going to be honest with you and tell you what you need instead of like what they want, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the big over inflated, over treated lip is definitely trending now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's scared because, um, Patients are almost scared because they they if they're getting their lips injected for the first time, they go, I don't want them too big. No, I don't want them too big. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I think there is a big awareness out there today. Well, and when we're doing weddings, we talk about Botox or whatever, because like I'll joke like, oh, I need it done because I'm breastfeeding or whatever. And people will be like, oh. Botox. It's always a mom. I know. They're like, oh, I would never do that. And I think because they think of those like Tim Allen in that Christmas movie where he's like poking <laughs> his face and he can't chew. It's like, no, it's not like that. Well, they'll make comments be like, you know, I, I would never want to like fake. And I'm like, well, I have Botox and filler. And then they're like, oh, oh. I'm like, well, yeah, you have to be careful because sure, there's people that are like way overdone, but there's still people that are like, I get it done as a preventative or just to like fill out some areas that I'm not totally comfortable with. And then I leave it at that. But like, you can't tell that. I mean, I have all this other stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. Because you still have movement in your eyebrows. It's just that you can't make movement in the area that you create facial expressions with like your forehead lines, your frown or the the little crow's feet around your eyes. So it's really, it's very natural looking, I think Botox is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like I do it because I want it to be preventative because I've seen, you know, my mom having the med spa and women coming in in their 50s and 60s who have never done it. And then they have those really deep, deep lines that I don't know, sometimes you might not be able to necessarily get rid of them with just Botox or whatever, you know? Right. I've seen, I've had patients with me as long as um, up to 18 years and they started with me with Botox and now their lines are gone because they've been so consistent about getting their Botox in. It's, it's remarkable to see it. Yeah. Well, like, what do you think about the threading? 
Yes, I think uh, it's not for everyone, but uh, for the for the uh, certain individuals, it is a wonderful treatment to lift um, the cheek, the jawline, the jowling that some women get. Um, also, a little uh, softness in their um, right under their chin. You can really correct in. And without going doing something like a facelift or surgery. Okay, because I was going to say, what is it? Because I don't really necessarily know what it is. And I actually follow girls on social media that are young and beautiful, and they've had it done. My mom gets it. Really? Mm-hmm. So is it just it goes in and pulls? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, they're called PDO threads, and the um, thread itself is made out of suture material that they use have used for years in surgery. So over time, these threads just degrade, and your body reabsorbs them. Um, the threads are um, have a var- there's a variety of different kind of threads, and they typically have these little. Barbs is a a harsh word, but these little slits or cuts on the side, so it creates when you insert the thread into the skin and pull back on the thread, it locks into the tissue and lift. It's a lifting effect. So you can lift, um, like I mentioned, through the cheek area, uh, especially the jowling or the jawline and give, you know, like women always look in the mirror and go, oh, if I could just have this. So it's a very subtle, but there's a huge improvement. Okay. So that would be great for like mothers of the bride Mm -hmm. and groom and that type of thing too. Not just girls in their thirties or, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So what is the difference between Botox and fillers? I'm sure that's like a big question, but can you kind of help us like understand that? Sure. So Botox affects the muscle. It's a neurotoxin. And it interrupts the acetylcholine uh, message to the muscle. So the muscle then is basically um, not able to move. So when placed, you know, uh, when placed in the muscle in certain areas, like when you lift your brow, you can still lift your brow, but you cannot see the lines, the muscle move that creates the forehead lines or when a patient frowns, you can't see that bunching and the, the little 11s that are created from making that movement. Um, so it's it's been around for so long, and it's very, very safe. Um, Botox has been even injected in children for medical purposes in much higher doses than what we use cosmetically. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I know they even like inject it. Can you, is that Botox where they inject in your armpits to help with like mm-hmm. over sweating? Hyperhidrosis. Yes. Uh, active sweat glands. Like for example, some patients have uh, excessive sweating in the armpits or even their hands or their feet. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know you could do it in your hands or your feet. And then they also get it in their jaw, like people that like clench down, you can oh, get it there for like TMJ and stuff or like, um, trap talks. Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian got it like here because she didn't like how like Stress high her like traps were. So she got that like got it done here and it like relaxes the muscles. So it's not it's so. Yeah. So you, there is a, I see a lot of patients that actually have overdeveloped masseters. So they get this square look in their jaw, but more importantly, um, helping that muscle become more quiet help save their teeth because that constant 
grinding and clenching at night ruins your teeth and you don't know if you're doing it at night so and then they do do I do find that patients complain of neck pain and also their traps hurt and it's really due to stress so the masseter and the trap and the necker they're all kind of connected together so when you calm and quiet those muscles they get a lot of relief from headaches yeah migraines um, too from migraines and a lot of pain in their neck and shoulders Mm-hmm. See, it's like, that's why I hate when people are like, Botox is so bad. I'm like, no, it can be good for you. Yeah. It's like, it can actually help you. Like, very yeah. therapeutic. Like yeah. yeah. Very therapeutic. Okay. So fillers. So I guess that's, I mean, kind of self-explanatory. It goes in and fills areas essentially. Yeah. And that's one of the way we a- ways we age. We lose volume in our face because we lose fat, muscle, and bone. So typically some areas that start hollowing are your temples, your tear troughs, um, right behind, right in front of your ear, the preauricular, your cheeks start to deflate. So those areas um, can be rejuvenated with filler to bring back what you've lost due to aging. Even we have, we call them God's favorites. We have some <laughs> clients that are like so thin and they try, they try to gain weight and they can't. So I feel like maybe even for brides that they might have, you know, sunken in a little bit or that type of thing to where they could like go in and fill, give a little bit of plumpness. Yeah. And I see that a lot with um, people that exercise a lot. Mm -hmm. They lose a lot of fat in their face. Because they they're they're losing fat due to their extreme yeah, I don't workouts. Have that problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. where I hold my weight. <laughs> my I face and my butt. I <laughs> usually lose it in like my fingers. Things. I'm like, oh, of all the places. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, um, so you also do chin filler too, because I was kind of interested in Me this. Um, tell us why women do that. That's a great question. So once again, it goes back to facial symmetry and balancing. So from the side profile, they can have somewhat of a recessed chin. So by adding a little filler in the chin, you can actually elongate the jawline and it gives the face a little bit more balance. Okay. And then that chiseled chin line, which is what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. But can't like we've heard like a wise tell, can it stretch out your chin? Like where you're like forced to have it all the time? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. That it's it's especially when you're you're younger, you have great elasticity in your skin. Yeah. yeah. So no, that's not possible. Um, so the Morpheus Eight, because I know if y'all aren't following Tammy on social media, you have to. We're gonna link all her socials, but you do that also. And so that is that a laser treatment? It is. It is a combination of microneedling and radio frequency. So uh, the laser itself will uh, inject the skin with these these needles, and as they go in, they emit a radio frequency, and that's what tightens your skin. If you can think of it like if you take a big juicy hamburger, you make it and you put it in the frying pan and it shrinks, Mm -hmm. so it's like shrink wrap. It's just because of the protein. It when you add heat, it shrinks. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that it's it, like I said before, it's great that we can rejuvenate the skin by injuring it. So, I know that sounds paradoxical, but if you look at someone that's had third-degree burns, let's say all over their face, that scarring is collagen. Mm-hmm. 
but it's an out of control production of co- collagen due to the extreme injury. You're, Cause you're more waking the skin back up and be like, pay attention to me. Like those areas, that's what you're doing. Yeah. You're waking up those fibroblasts in your dermal layer and they're, they're responsible for, cre- for creating more elastin and collagen. So is that treatment that we were talking about, is that painful at all? That's a great question. We definitely have to numb you for about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, it, it can be uncomfortable, but we use a very strong numbing cream. And in some cases, for really sensitive patients, I'll do a nerve block so that that they'll be completely numb and they're very comfortable. And we also have Pronox. Pronox is um, like laughing gas. So for, you know, patients that are really nervous or have um, anxiety, that really calms them and makes the, the whole treatment process very comfortable. I need to try that. I wonder if that's what my mom, my mom did something before the wedding where they were literally like burning layers of skin off and it, I had to, I know cause I had to drive her and cause they pretty much gave her a dermal block. They like knocked her little booty out. So, but I mean, she looked incredible. So I wonder if that's what she had. I don't know, but I'm like, I need to try the laughing gas. Every time I get injected, anything like that, I will pass out or throw up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> that's always, that's another thing. It's always good to tell your injector if you've had a history of passing out or getting sick so that, you know, you, we can prepare for that to happen or not happen. Yeah, but there I never are things say we anything can... and it's like a surprise attack and then Dusty will be like, why don't you say something? I'm like, well, it's like a nervous tick. Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. And then I'm not fine. I feel like I'm going to be fine through the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, like, it's usually whenever you're done. And I'm like, okay, bye. And then I get sick. It's like it all catches up with me. Yeah, Yeah, sure. What are some common areas that you see for your patients um, and brides that they do get injected? So like for Botox and fillers, what do you, do they, is it normally just the 11s in the forehead or? Yeah, it depends. I mean, we do a full assessment to see, I, I actually give a mirror to the patient and so that she can see what areas are moving and what bothers her. Because really, I don't like to point out things. I want them to make, tell me what bothers them yes. so that, you know, we're not, you know, I'm not creating or pointing out something new that maybe they, they're okay with. Uh, but if they ask me, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, tell them these are the areas that we treat and, um, based on what they, you know, kind of information they give back to me, um, Typically, we do forehead frown and sometimes around the eyes. Younger brides may not have a lot of crow's feet. And then also for fillers, um, lips are probably number one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because where else? I know like Greg did filler before our wedding. He had it like under his eyes. And yeah. I know, but it's not just for the women. Mm-mm. Greg did it too. That's a so. good point. I yeah. do a lot of men. Yeah. Men are definitely on board with getting Botox and even fillers. Yes. Because I feel like in today's society, like you have to look young, you mm-hmm. know? And so especially being in the business world and like in certain fields, like if you're getting older, they might replace you for younger, <laughs> somebody that's younger and they can pay cheaper, you know? Yeah. So my mom has a lot of like men clientele for facials and stuff. Well, men just want to be pampered too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. Greg. Yeah. He's probably in the massage chair right now. No, I think Logan is. Okay. <laughs> what are some, I know this is like, ugh, not to talk about it, but what are some potential risks or side effects that, you know, a client or a bride could have due to like Botox or fillers? 
You know, that's a great question because that's why I like brides to plan out a year in advance, just because then you can actually see how it's going to react in their face, if they like it. Um, But typically one of the number one side effects is potential bruising. So I use a vein light so I can see the veins underneath the skin. So we eliminate that risk of bruising. Um, I also use very tiny, fine needles, the finest you can buy so that that also eliminates the risk of bruising because it's like you get your Botox and then you got to deal with a bruise, you know, so I'm very fussy about making sure that patients don't bruise. Um, If if Botox is not um, administered um, in a way that is, um, you can get some side effects like maybe your eyebrows would be flattened out or um, maybe you just didn't get enough. So that's why it's really good to plan ahead to make sure that you get the right dosage, the right placement. And if you do bruise, that you have time to manage that bruise before the right. wedding. For a lot of women, and not just even brides, some girls like to be hush-hush about what they get. And so, because mm-hmm. like, you know, growing up in my mom's med spa, women would come on their lunch break. And they would be so afraid to tell their husbands that they were getting Botox, which I think is silly. Yeah. But they'd be like, oh, I don't want them to know. So if bruising is like a dead giveaway, it especially is. on your lips, you know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. What's her name? You know, she was like hiding it from her dad. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. See, you can't hide bruising. Yeah. So, no, yeah. They come up with some creative uh, yeah. stories about how they yeah, got their bruising. How- yeah, she said, I bit my lip. I'm like, <laughs> he's not that stupid. Maybe he is. Yeah. I don't know. So for filler, is there any kind of like maybe a side effect or something or not really? Yeah, bruising would probably one of those and maybe a little swelling. So typically for 24 hours um, post-treatment, you can have some swelling. Also, dental work. um, I always ask my patients if they had any dental work because dental work raises your immune system. And so you can have extreme swelling from something like that. So the body senses, oh, something new is coming in and it reacts and you can get a hypersensitivity. Um, and that's an, you know, I bring up a really good point about the fact that you should pick somebody very, very experienced because, you know, there are, um, serious things that could happen if an injector doesn't know her anatomy or her vascular, the vascular structures because, uh, injecting filler into a vein or a, a, a artery is actually going to, ca- can cause blockage and, and stop blood flow to a certain area of the face. So it's really important that, um, someone has, whoever they go to has a, a lot of knowledge of, facial anatomy. And again, mm-hmm. that's why you need to prepare like s- at least six months out is what, what is, what did you say was the healthy timeline again? If you're planning a wedding, I would probably go in for a consultation at least a year to six months before your wedding. Um, I think a year just because it's, then you have time to create a plan. And then you create that plan and you have plenty of time to experience Botox, let it wear off. So you get the exact amount of units and where, you know, where you're going to, so you get that result that you're looking for, especially if it's your first time. Well, and I like even just in general a year out because it can also help you plan financially, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because it's expensive. Get credit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Budget is, is another thing. And, um, you know, when you're looking at a year through the year, we, we have specials and there's discounts on in, you know, during certain months. So that would be a good opportunity to make sure that you get in on, on those deals. Yeah. Like a, a Valentine's yes. or a Galentine's. That's like a yeah, good idea. Christmas. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's a good idea. For brides on a budget, speaking of like budgeting and stuff, um, how can they make like a great or an informed decision on, you know, Botox and fillers or isn't there, I know, for example, like when we go to get Botox, it's not just Botox, there's different, I guess there's tons of different things out there. So is there options to where it's not just, you know, you go in for Botox and it's this much a unit, you can also get, what are the other names? You know what I'm trying to say? Like Juvederm. Yeah. Like there's like off brands or so um they're all the neurotoxins work pretty similar um botox is kind of like your brand name it's um been around for a long long time disport is another option um also there's a, a javo and there is a newcomer called daxify and daxify actually has a peptide in it so it lasts a little bit longer and you get what they call the daxi glow so um What's nice is you can talk about all these different neurotoxins during your consultation and kind of zero in on which one is going to be best for you. And some uh, patients come in and they've tried one and it didn't work as well for them. So we try a different one because some proteins work better on others than not. So it's nice to be able to zero in on what, which one's going to be the most effective. Right. Yeah. Disport. That's what I was talking about. Cause usually girls will be like, Oh, I didn't get Botox. I got Disport cause it was cheaper, <laughs> you know? So, and then there's also the same thing kind of with, uh, your lips. It's not just Juvederm. Or any kind of filler. Yeah. Yeah. Or any kind of filler. They have different options and it might, you know, you kind of have to find the rock the right cocktail for you. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because they all produce different results. Okay. See, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other treatments that you offer or that you can do for like skin texture and stuff? I know you do Morpheus 8, but is there anything else that you recommend for brides or mothers of the bride or groom? Like a series of peels coming in for a light chemical peel, maybe once a month for four or five months. Also microneedling, just like skin pen. You've heard of skin pen. That is a great rejuvenation um, treatment to help with Fine lines, wrinkles, pore size, um, which is huge. Which is huge, yeah, for pictures and yes, all of our brides will be like, I have such huge pores, so mm-hmm. skin pin, yeah, is what I need. That's to what um, I think. Like in where my elevens, uh, that's where I get my Botox, so I can um, not judge people. You know, <laughs> I keep it to myself. I show everything in my face. So um, that's, but that's where I, like, I need that. Yeah. Done. Cause you can see texture. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, remember when I was so young, cause I've known Tammy forever. Um, I have chicken pox scars yeah, and exactly. I've never been able to get rid of them or anything. And I mean, they don't bother me, but they're there, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. I don't know. So skin pins great for scarring. So if you have acne scarring, it's really a superb treatment for eliminating scarring. So with the chemical peels, is that um, to help take layers of dead skin off? Yeah, it's a it, it causes an inflammation or trauma to the skin, which stimulates your fibroblasts and your dermis to create more collagen and elastin. But then also it gets rid of that dead skin, the epidermis epidermis kind of builds up this dead flaky layer. And once you remove that underneath is 
um, more radiant, you know, shiny skin. So those are, you know, there's all kinds of different chemical peels that are on the market now that you can really fine tune and pick the right one based on your skin type, whether you're dry or oily or um, those sorts of things factor in and into selecting the right peel for the patient. Well, I also want to say like when Tammy came in earlier, she had said something about the Jane Iredell display and she's like, I love Jane. Like, and we just started offering Jane Ardell because we already use it on our ride. So we started offering it to them. But um, why do you love it? I like it because it's, I think mineral-based makeup is really um, healthy for your skin. And the minerals also reflect light. So you get that glowy look. And she's just an icon in the makeup industry. I mean, she is well-respected. Her products are fabulous. And I think that she has a really solid makeup line that's healthier for your skin. Well, yeah. And like even on her website, it's she like labels herself as this skincare makeup Mm -hmm. because you can go ahead and get a chemical peel or you can have a treatment done and you can put Jane Iredell on your skin and you know you're going to be okay. Exactly. It's like your skin can still breathe. Yes, exactly. Do you have like a favorite product from their line that you like? That's a great question. I mean, I love all of her colors, like her lip shades and um, uh, even the shades of her um, foundations are really, really spot on. I find that they match really well. Yeah, she has a big like variety of yeah. shades too. Um, P.S. If y'all hear little puppy paw prints. (laughs) It's Tammy's cute little doodle. They're like, what is that? (laughs) She's just walking around. Um, No. Yeah. I, um, I love Jane Iredell and I like working with it because I'm working with so many different types of skin types, you know, because now everybody has like eight bridesmaids, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about, especially we always get like the girls that are like, I have really sensitive skin (laughs) and I'm like, okay, girl. And then they pull out, they want to use their makeup, which is fine. Yeah. And it's like drug sort, which no shade, but like the cheapest stuff you can have. I'm like, oh, yeah. They're like, this is the only thing I can use. that does not break me out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. I bet that beauty blender that's growing mold is what's breaking you out, girlfriend. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Oh my goodness. Okay. So like you said, the skin pen, we're talking some other treatments that they can do. Is there anything else that you can think or that you recommend for brides? So, um, let's see. I think, um, you know, uh, you know, like I said, skin is really what is what makes us look young and really shows on camera for your wedding pictures. So I think starting out a year, as I mentioned, will allow you to do some of these treatments because it's not just one treatment. It's a, it's like you could do three skin pins, or if you have scarring, you may need to do six. So planning that in to your um, plan before the wedding or your budget is really, really important. And there's just, there's just so much to think about. So um, the key is to have a good treatment that's safe and you get good results. Yeah. So I want to say too, um, I didn't understand it and still it can be a little bit confusing to a lot of people, but how to, pricing of um, filler and Botox, y'all price it as a unit. So it could be, you know, let's say $12 a unit, $15 a unit, whatever it is. And people think um, they don't realize you might need 20 units at $15. So can you explain like how you kind of um, 
It probably just depends. Well, it definitely depends on the person depends, and how much they need. Yes, it does. But it's like, how do you kind of dictate um, that? So, yes. Yeah, so that's why consultation is so important because some people have stronger muscles than other, others. Um, it's not a good di- idea to undertreat. Um, you'll get a result that doesn't last as long. Um, so going over all those things will help the bride, you know, decide what treatments they want to do in what areas based on their budget and the effect they're looking for. Um, because you, if you shortcut, it's not going to last long. And also you're not going to get the result that you, that you need. So you're kind of wasting money if you're not going to be able to like fully kind of service that area that right. needs to be done. Yeah. And sometimes if they can't afford, uh, the four, you know, all three areas, then maybe we'll just do the frown and the forehead and, you know, at another time they can do their crow's feet, but there's ways to get around that so that they can get a, a great result that lasts the three months. And, um, I think that's important that, you know, they know those things. Yeah. And so I feel like that's a great point because, you know, for example, if I wanted to do like my forehead and my crow's feet, but I could only afford a certain amount in each area, I would rather just be like, Tammy, just make me in my, you know, just mm-hmm. focus on the forehead. So then I know like, Oh, dang, my forehead looks yeah. good. Instead of getting like a little bit in each area and you're kind of like, oh, I could use more, yeah. you know? So are there any like frequent questions that you get? So for example, we get them all the time, like doing makeup in here, we get the same questions. Is there anything in your industry or, or on your side that you hear from your clients a lot that you're like, you feel like you're always repeating it? Or like, for example, um, I was going to ask you when you were talking about the chemical peels, is there a certain time of the year that you should do it? Or like, you know, should you try not to do chemical peels in the summer because you're just blasted by the sun or is it better to do them in the winter or? That's a great question. I think that a lot of patients who are sun savvy, meaning they wear their SPF, they wear hats outside, they're not actively tanning. It's safe to get them throughout the whole year, but uh, invariably you'll have those that love to sun worship, or maybe I hope not do tanning beds (laughs) because that's probably the worst thing you can do for your skin as far as aging it. And then, um, you know, the risk of skin cancer. So, uh, any of these treatments, I think there's so much, um, information out there now about how bad the sun is for your skin as far as aging, especially a burn. Tanning means damage. So as long as, uh, someone is wearing sunscreen and a hat and taking those precautions, they should be okay. They should be okay. Do you have it to when clients come in and they've had, a spray tan on their face, or you can tell that they've been tanning. Do you ever have to tell them like, Hey, for me to do this, you can't have that on. Yes. Yes. If, if someone's been spray tanning and they come in, let's say for a laser, the laser doesn't know the difference between a spray tan or tan skin. There's still pigment. So like, for example, you've heard of like IPL or photofacial or BBL, that targets pigment. So you can't have any of that color on your skin or it could burn you. Yeah. Crazy. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. Cause I'm telling you, we try to tell our girls don't tan your face. Cause yeah. like we can color match you and you'll be fine. Just because like you said, it's added texture, mm-hmm. you know? And then when you're photographing with high definition cameras, you're like, oh, okay. You it know? just does not look good on the skin. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
I don't it barely know. looks pretty everywhere else from close up. So <laughs> the hands and the feet and yeah. all of that. Um, okay. So we always try to end with like a funny or a crazy story. Have you ever had like a story where you're just like, Oh my gosh, or any kind of. Yes. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's always shocking to me when somebody comes in and they have sun damaged their skin. They don't want to give up tanning and they smoke and they don't want to give up smoking, but they want their skin to look beautiful and radiant and young. And they're like, I just started noticing these things. (laughs) So it's a hard conversation because, you know, you invariably you have to be pretty honest and say, you, you know, you have to stop doing some of these things that are harming your skin in order to achieve the result that you're looking for. Right. It's kind of like how my mom talks about with facials and stuff. You know, you can come in and get a facial once a month or once every six months, but it's like, it's, it's kind of like how the same thing with working out, you can't just go to the gym one time Mm -hmm. and think that you're going to get a result. There's so many factors. You have to do your skincare regimen. You have to take care of yourself, hydrate yourself, all that, all that kind of thing. So like that plays into getting injections and stuff too. You can't just go in and get Botox and be like, I'm going to be young. My wrinkles are gone. It's like, no, you have to do the, like do your part. Yeah. So. Yeah. And sometimes they'll bring in a picture of, let's say Angela Jolie and they have the thinnest lips you've ever seen. (laughs) So it's like, I can only do, uh, we can only augment your own natural lip shape and, and we can't recreate that kind of look because that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. She probably gets it the worst because that's what we get. Like we'll get pictures of Hailey Bieber and I'm like, girl, we all want to look like Hailey Bieber, you know, like, don't we all want to look like that? Pictures like Kim Kardashian, like Kim Kardashian wants to look like Kim Kardashian. Okay. That's so I can only imagine the kind of inspo pictures that you. Yeah. And that's a, it's a great teaching opportunity that, you know, there's only one you and you're unique and you're, and you're beautiful in your own way. And just really be, uh, focus on that and be, you know, it builds your own self-esteem knowing that you are an individual that's beautiful and that you don't have to look like someone else to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. No. And that's what it goes back to like finding the right injector or the right nurse or doctor Mm -hmm. for you, because you want somebody like Tammy, that's going to be like, Hey, you know, for our young brides that are 21 that don't need Botox, it's like, Hey girl, you don't need Botox. Let's actually focus on some of your acne, you know, scars or something like that. Instead of just taking your money and being like, yeah, here you go. Mm -hmm. You know? So. Right. Right. Cause I loved how you said, you're like, honestly, I don't really recommend Botox or fillers for our young, young girls because they don't need it. And it can actually harm you if you overdo it. Yeah, it's it's really yeah because I always tell them this is this is the best time that you know you're going to look the youngest, the best, and you know focus on on your youth and all all these other wonderful things. And now there's some exceptions where you know there's always an exception to the rule, and I always listen to their concerns, and we meet in the middle. No, and I love like how you said it's your job as a professional to, you know, let, how did you say it? You were like to inform your, your patient, you know, and what's best for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really, I, I feel that that's my job first and foremost is to give my patients all the information and then we make a decision based on what they want to do and then also get a safe and beautiful result. Yeah. All right. Megan, you want to tell them where they can follow us? And we're also, we will link all of Tammy's socials so that y'all can find her and follow her. 
Okay. Well, um, thanks for hanging out with us and watching this interview, our little live one that we did on TikTok Live too. And if you're not following us on um, TikTok, Instagram, we even have Facebook. It's all Beauty Babes, M-U-A-H. Um, all of our usernames are the same. And then if you are listening on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube, if you can leave us a review. And um, Tammy, do you it. know your, yeah, share it. Yeah. And then do you know your socials off the top, like your handle? Yes, Injection RX. But I commend you all for having such a informative and wonderful option for brides because I'm sure it gets to be um, overwhelming for yes. a lot of young brides to know what to do and and to have a resource like what your guys are doing for them is is fabulous. So no, yes, thank awesome. you. And that's I think why we decided we wanted to do it is because, like you said, when you get engaged, it's just you're thrown like you're thrown into a pool mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh my God, how, what do I do first? You know? Yeah. And so I don't know when I think like Botox and fillers, I've told Megan this forever. I think you like, cause you're Aww, the best you thanks, are. And Toasty. I want, you know, women and our clients and brides to like, know the right, I don't know, just know their, the not the right knowledge yeah. and stuff, you know? So it has been like such an honor and such a blessing to have you. And I'm so thankful that you were able to do this. So oh, thank yeah. you for having me. I'm so humbled. And it, this has just been so much fun. Yeah, thank yeah. you. We'll have to do it again. Yay. Oh, with some more. Listen, I'm gonna stop breastfeeding so she can inject. <laughs> so, but she's about to inject Greg. <laughs> so thank y'all so much for listening. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.